Hello and welcome to Gully Boys of Cricket, a podcast where fans can speak their mind and also keep share the trophy request to ICC alive. I am your host Prakash Vatwa. Today we have Aaron Kumar from England who brings to us a couple of different themes. Aaron makes an important observation on how fairness could be at stake in times of crisis. And two, we talk of a moment when England shared an ODI trophy at Lords in their renowned summer of cricket in 2005. Hello Aaron, welcome to the show. Let's jump straight to it. How is cricket in England right now? Like do you see any signs of cricket coming back in England soon enough? And there are some teams uh, planning to travel to England as well. Yeah, potentially. I mean, it's a good question Prakash. The government have obviously made their Well, they're not really that clear, but they've made new guidelines this week about what's allowed and what's not allowed. They are trying to loosen the restrictions slightly. They've said that you can do exercise with someone from your household and one other person. So from I think a lot of the local recreational clubs are trying to make sense of it all before they commit to anything. I know that the local clubs in my area are talking about potentially opening up the nets again. but again that's going to have to be very very well organized they're going to have to organize who goes when and social distancing so that it's not going to be that easy and you mentioned international cricket there's again we look at that power shift in cricket i mean i know pakistan have agreed to come but for the with the west indies that was a very big series for them england and the west indies and obviously England there's a lot of TV revenue that goes into this but and they're talking about having biosecure sort of stadiums if you like and a bubble for the squads to stay within. Now, it's a difficult one, isn't it Prakash because I'm a huge cricket fan we all are. We all want to see cricket played. I think the, you know it'd be great for the game for the world actually to get some sport back, but we have to look at these people as humans as well from both sides. I mean Joe Root has said his wife's expecting a second child. If they're in a social bubble, in a bubble, what does that mean for him because if he's in the bubble he wants to go out and see his wife give birth is he allowed back in the bubble or is he not you know there's those problems then you have to look from the west indies side of things as well they're a very very they're a young side they're from a population some of them with only 70 80,000 some a lot more you look at the amount of deaths we've had in the uk you know we're the second most in europe we're sorry we're the most in europe now second most in the world statistics wise So you're talking about 40 or 50% of some of those islands of their population and then you're asking them to potentially come to a different country not be allowed to do anything and be in quarantine for you're not just talking about cricket now you're talking about a huge mental sacrifice you're asking for these guys to make and then I didn't realize to the extent until I heard the West Indies CEO speak this week the majority of not all of that revenue will go to the ECB anyway because they're the home series so they stand of course they're going to want this to go ahead because the deal with sky is worth 380 million but you're asking players from the west indies to come over here potentially risk their lives of course this should not be a bargaining chip by any way shape or form because this is a very very serious thing and i think we've paid tribute to the frontline workers and the people who've lost their lives it's a, it's a real tragedy and i just wonder if this is going to be something that ends up as a byproduct almost kind of redressing the balance of of equality in cricket because west indies could easily turn around and say that we will come but you know we need to be looked after there're going to be provisions in place the ceo mentioned maybe having giving them home cooked food they sound like little things but if you're in quarantine for 8 9 weeks in a foreign country i think you do need to be well looked after i think it's only fair so i think fairness is going to be something that that's quite important prakash i'm really very surprised that this early on especially for a country like england you know how it is dealing with this crisis 
I'm actually very surprised that you've got something at the recreational level kicked in. And, you know, you're seriously looking at having countries over and play cricket in summer as soon as July. That's too early for me. I mean, we were talking about uh, the Cricket World Cup being rescheduled, being cancelled, which is in October in a country like Australia, which is doing as good as you can do at this time. And this is England, even if the venues are biosecure, as you said. I still can't see it. You know, and I know it's been difficult for all countries, but certainly if you look at our stats for such a developed country, they've not, they've not been very good. Yet we're talking about potentially opening up tennis courts again. But, and, but the thing is, there were so many constrictions. It's kind of, you've got to write your name on the tennis ball. You've got to make sure you don't touch someone. With, no, I love tennis, but you're asking so much of people that it almost takes the enjoyment out of it. I can understand why you'd have to put restrictions, but you almost think surely it's a little bit early to even be, and to be looking at all these sort of things. I, I'm, I'm with you on that, Prakash. The other thing is what you alluded to, the power and how cricket is structured right now. Look at the World Cup, T20. Now, on one hand, if you have to do it, it's like bringing 16 teams you put them in isolation for a couple of weeks or three weeks, then you have the tournament in isolation without crowds. Or you postpone that tournament to a future date. Indirectly benefits India, if you see, because they can use the same window and have the IPL. The fact that the big three, you know, I often wondered, the fact that the big three is even a term is a story in itself. And sometimes you wonder who is more in charge, whether it is the ICC or the big three, because ICC is made up of all those people anyways. Just one point on that. I mean, I know we overlook the sort of revenue split and how and the fairness and the equality, um, and we talk about the big three a lot. But I think instances like this really bring it home, because I saw when the West Indies CEO was interviewed the other day, and they were talking about England potentially losing that $380 million deal with Sky um, if the series doesn't go ahead. And he said that would be 10 years worth of rev- revenue for the West Indies board. But another interesting thing, Prakash, I read Michael Clark's autobiography last year. And I know he gets, he, he's not the most popular in Australia, but actually a lot of things he said, I thought were quite fair. Like he said, it doesn't sit well with him. How, and he said, people might not mean, like me saying this as an Australian, but how much more he would make than a West Indies test player. Because he said in his mind, if he plays a test match against the West Indies in Melbourne, and if it's a packed stadium, then he feels they should split the revenue with the West Indies because he said that the reason that, that it's packed is not just because they come in to support Australia, they come in to support it against a very good West Indies team. And I think that is a very fair point. I mean, it gets overlooked a lot. Take the example of uh, Australia. They are okay giving up the World Cup for now, but they are not okay letting Indian series go. I don't know the numbers, but it's very likely just that one Indian series, and this is a test series, a four test match series of India in Australia is more valuable than a World Cup in Australia, a T20 World Cup. Absolutely. And there's also whispers, Prakash, of a, of a triangular series of England, Australia and New Zealand. And you think of the revenue from the you know England fans, expats, added to probably that series with India would probably be worth more than a World Cup. And that is for the, I don't like saying minnows, but the smaller sort of associate teams, even Ireland who are, you know, those sort of teams, it's a real concern for some of those teams because that's how they're going to level the gap. T20's been shown to be a great leveler. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of T20 for T20 World Cups personally because I think we want to grow this great game. We want to get more teams playing. I mean, 
people say test cricket's the pinnacle and yes test cricket is fantastic there's something to be said for test cricket but if we're trying to promote the game if you get a team from holland to play test cricket with the greatest respect to holland because they haven't got a structure they wouldn't last the match would be over in a day and a half two days against england australia india but holland have twice beaten england in a t20 world cup that's why it's a great platform i think for promoting the game but then if you're going to potentially take that away from a lot of these players then how how is that gap ever going to going to close it's going to make it tricky that that's a great debate you know uh, that you touched upon because a 16 team world cup is good but i think if you're focused actually on the shorter format of the game with these newer nations maybe someday we can have a 40 team world cup let's say 6 years time 10 years time that's a possibility but if we think we're going to have 20 teams playing test cricket i don't think that's going to happen for me if you want to grow the game then we can't be picky about what the format is and i think it's not just the newer teams you know ramner sawan actually said um because you know in west indies is that real perception that west indies have been on the decline that we know that they're not the team of the 80s and the early 90s we all know that but there's that kind of almost disrespect towards them really because of people kind of look at them almost as being a lower tier team but sawan said a lot of people say in west indies cricket the t20 has ruined west indies cricket He said I look at it the other way. I actually think the T20 saved West Indies cricket because they're the only team to have won two 2020 World Cups. You look how well the players have done in T20 and how much they love it and he feels without that format they wouldn't have been able to win the extra World Cup. So he said we should be embracing it rather than and that's from a West Indies team or a once great team. So if it's if that's the case for them, I don't see why that wouldn't apply to other teams really. You know time will tell where this power centers take cricket to. Let's hope it at least goes in a a wise direction uh, it's okay that a few countries because of their population or the brand they have built as a cricketing nation if they have more power but at least if it stays fair for all the other point i want to finish on on the t21 you mentioned from the west indies i think time will tell there as well how we perceive the t20 cricket looking back because right now when we judge countries when we judge people when we judge their uh, legacy or when we judge what they did for the game we look at the long format of the game even though somebody like pollard a samuel badri are we going to look back and say that they were the legends of the game because they are great entertainers today in today's terminology and they're doing great in a certain format of the game but have we reached that stage as fans as a cricket community where we can take a performance in a shorter format and label them as like we do with some of the great names of the past and i almost wonder prakash because i know india won the very first world t20 i know england won it in 2010 australia have never won it and the last three have won been won twice by the west indies once by sri lanka who let's face it have not had the same success in 50 or or test so you just wonder if it would take i know we don't like the term big 3 but one of those teams kind of almost winning it again in order for the world t20 or international to be put in that same kind of pedestal i'm i'm not sure i it's it's a, it's food for thought though the rest of this talk continues on the next episode in that part aaron shares a bizarre similarity between a tied final from england's cricket summer of 2005 and last year's world cup final both at lords thank you all for listening to gully boys of cricket i'll see you on the next one